Hello, all the lovely church boys. As most of you know, learning day game is, is sometimes tougher than it seems. It has its ups and downs and uh, you have to keep yourself motivated. You have to know the right material, etc, etc, etc. But uh, there are guys who really manage to go through all of that and get the success that they were after really learn to meet and sleep with beautiful girls from the streets and this is what happened with uh, with a guest of today frank you know him from our uh, telegram group chat uh, frank has been learning day game for a long time on and off and uh, with, with all his ups and downs and yesterday well he came to Riga uh, a bit less than a week ago. Oh yeah, it's it's week today, man. You arrived on Saturday. Exactly. So it's almost been a week. What's up, guys? This is Frank, and uh, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to share a little bit about my story, my ups and downs. Yeah, because Frank, after all the hard work, banged the hottie yesterday, same delay. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I you know, always working on little things. And this week, uh, before this same day lay, I had two dates. The first one went way, I escalated way too fast. And the first venue, I was getting a little too touchy. Uh, I was with this hot 20 year old music student. It was like middle of the day and we went straight to a bar and then I tried to balance her to my place. So after talking with Roberts, the goal then became to slow things down. Next day, I had another instant date with a very hot Russian tourist, and that was too nice and too slow, and she was a bit of a princess, and we had like a three, four-hour date that went nowhere, and I was a little too infatuated with her beauty to, uh, to, to do anything. But I still was kind of proud of myself for not making a move. And then with yesterday's same day uh, lay, it was the nice happy medium of escalating, pulling off, pushing off, escalating, pushing off, back and forth. And, you know, until we had very passionate, uh, lusty sex. And it was pretty spectacular. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, so. Today we wanna we wanna talk, we wanna tell you about we wanna tell you Frank's story because uh, there I bel- I wanted to do a podcast with Frank even if he didn't get delay, but I told him, dude, I want a success story. I want a really good story for you for guys, and uh, this came to an amazing end. I actually recorded another podcast episode yesterday, which I will not publish just because this is so much better. <laughs> And we will go over how Frank started, how he learned day game, how what what obstacles he had, how he fall off of a wagon. Can you say that in English? Yeah, of, uh, several several times, and uh, how he got successes after our coaching in Krakow. Now came to Riga and got the same delay. And I want to talk about this to point out the things he did. And how you can learn day game faster by avoiding them and also knowing that it's normal and that is that is fine to sometimes well sometimes you do fall off a wagon, sometimes you do escalate too hard too fast if you if you haven't had a notch in a while. So what was what was the beginning of uh, my day game journey? Yeah, or even how, how did you come to how did you I don't know what what sparked it. What what was be, what was the last thing before day game? Um, let me think. Um, honestly, my mind is a bit of a blank. I I I think I I first heard about Tom Torero and day game like around twenty fourteen, maybe twenty fifteen. And I didn't properly start dabbling in it until 2016. So, uh, you know, close to four years ago now. I um, I don't remember what I was doing before then, but it wasn't a hell of a lot. And that's always been my issue is sort of being disconnected with 
my reality. You know, living in sort of a fantasy state, looking at a lot of porn, uh, you know, wishing I was dating hotter girls and settling for much uh, inferior, far inferior girls. Um, you know, I've had a handful of relationships, but honestly, not that many. I, I've done an average. I'm 42 now. I'll be 43 this year. I basically, since I started having sex at 18, I've banged two or three girls a year, new girls. Um, you know, sometimes they've come in waves. You know, I once did a trip with a buddy to Brazil where I banged five chicks in a week. But generally, it's been much slower than that. Much, much slower than that. Um, but I really even haven't had that many relationships. Just like a lot of, you know, in my 20s and early 30s was having, was doing night game, if you could even call it that, you know, or just sort of like drunken game, going up to chicks and bars or through social network. But honestly, I find that when you hit your mid 30s, your social circle really shrinks. Um, people start getting married, uh, settling down, having kids, and the available pool of attractive women really starts to shrink. So honestly, even though I haven't done as much day game as I'd like anywhere near as much, I, I honestly don't see like a better alternative for a guy who's in his, say, anywhere from like your mid thirties and up because online dating is just terrible. You know, women generally <clears throat> in their late thirties, early forties are not that attractive. There's of course ex exceptions, but you're not going to see them online. And if they are, they're getting hit with 10, 20 messages a day, which is interesting. If you ever ask a woman who's doing online dating, which most, almost every woman has a profile, at least in America on several dating websites and just ask them the volume of messages they get. Like if you have like a female friend and even like average or even unattractive girls are getting literally several, if not dozens of messages a day from desperate horny guys. So they're, they're immediately in a state of abundance. They're on a pedestal, whereas guys were in a state of scarcity. So for me, online is crap. Tinder is usually crap. Um, again, if you're a guy who's my age, uh, you know, if you're a guy in his twenties, it's definitely, I've heard of, you know, guys getting laid with hot chicks, but there's, have you, have you, have you seen the chicks? Because because what I, what I what I hear a lot is mm -hmm. guys say oh I banged this really hot chick right. and like can I see her and I see the chick and she's like a six <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for, I mean for them it's hot but it, well and that's a, obviously a problem with all of online you know the pictures are always going to be two points better than the chick actually is or better you know the especially now with Instagram and how these girls essentially are doing their own game and their own marketing. So I feel like day game in all its varieties, you know, going up to a chick in a bookstore and in, in a cafe on the street is really the best option for a guy in my position. How, how did you start? Did you start on your own? The first sets? Cause I don't, I don't know that part of your story. Yeah. I, um, I started on my own. I did like a brief, I did sort of a, a boot camp with a guy who didn't properly do day game. It was like this crap boot camp in New York, which, you know, was sort of like self-helpy sort of day gamey, but there wasn't a model. Um, and you're supposed to meditate for an hour. It was weird <laughs> and pretty ineffective. And, but that was strangely how I came to, uh, deflower this. I met this chick who was 16 at the time in that state. It was actually illegal. Um, every state in America has a different age of consent and, This is like a big story that I'm not going to go into a huge detail about, but I, it was literally the day before the boot camp. I went out for a run in New York. And as soon as I started, I see this gorgeous girl who's, I think is on her own. I actually thought she was much older. Uh, she looked much older to me. I go up, I, you know, do some cheesy line. Like, how is it that a girl as pretty as you is all on her own? And she said, well, I'm actually here with my aunt. Her aunt is Latina. I speak Spanish. I, and basically the aunt liked me she sent us off to go have a, a coffee or something within about 15 minutes. We're making out. And this girl, it turns out, you know, had literally come to New York praying to meet an older guy to take her virginity. This started a year long, insane romance. Uh, and her mom found us sexting and eventually went to the cops. Cops didn't do anything. By this time she was 17. She was of age in her state. And we had this torrid affair that, you know, wasn't going to go anywhere, but nevertheless, it was great. A lot of great stories. That girl later now, you know, she's 20 now. She went on to do Playboy and Penthouse, all kinds of stuff. 
But that was sort of like the big opening in my mind that day game and doing street approaches is like a pretty magical world. Wait, was it your first approach ever? Probably, so maybe. You, so but it wasn't even a, it wasn't even an approach. Approach, you know. I didn't even ah, have fuck it. But you opened. It was yeah, a cold yeah. approach. It so was, wait. So you, you called approach a girl who later becomes a Playboy penthouse model, and you bang her. Well, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, you should stop there. You should have stopped there. That's good stats. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it, it, in some ways, I basically did for like a whole year, which was crazy. Yeah. You know, even though I had this hottie, I became very obsessed with her, and we would have crazy sex. You know, sex in uh, parking lots, sex. Um, we would go to these basically sex love motels, and you know, fucking jacuzzi, do all kinds of shit. Uh, do as much risky shit as we could, movie theaters, parking lot of our high school. Uh, and it was marvelous, but I didn't do any approaches for like a year and a half. Yeah, th- th- this is this is very typical thing that when guys start so day cool. gaming, yeah. they they are used to, to their level to the level of girls that they have in their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, once they start day gaming, they see that oh wow, the level in the streets is much better than they meet online, and they start uh, going on dates and sleeping. Like they sleep with the first girl that's out, out. They thought that's out of their league, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And then this is what happens: they they date her for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and something goes down. They stop seeing her, and and uh, that that's one of the first things uh, that. I don't. I, I think it's an amazing thing that you did, and you that you banged her for a year. Uh, but a lot of guys who start really day game with good coaching, that they, they they get their first success, they think she's so hot, so amazing. Uh, usually she isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This one obviously became a penthouse and playboy model, so that's a different story. Uh, but you know, just briefly on that point, yeah. and we were talking about this. You know, she. To me, she was. I had her on a pedestal because I divergenized her, and we would just have these incredible, like, freaky sex marathons. You know, she was a former ballerina, but this was before she became a play. So I never knew she was going to go yeah. into Playboy or Penthouse or anything like that. But you know, truthfully, she she's probably like an eight because of the fact that she's in Playboy and Penthouse, and um, you know, has such an insane dancer's body. But she's probably more like a seven, okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, but she knows how to make herself extremely hot. She has this incredible sexual energy. But I only mention that because of what you just said. When you get into game, you realize that the level of women that you were previously dating uh, was much inferior to what you could oh, yes. get. Oh yes. So you bank her for a year when when was your first uh, what, what what was the next thing i know you had some coaching before we we, we did krakow so i know you did some more i mean after that i you know I'm, i'm with her for a year we break up i'm i'm depressed i'm not doing anything and i fall into a serious relationship with a chick who was still like 14 years younger than me but nevertheless was much less attractive than this other chick, you know, but I still, I'm in a relationship with her for like a year. I get out of that. And that's when I start to pursue, uh, I start dabbling again properly this time in day game. I do a, a residential with a guy over in Prague had moderate minimal success. What, what do you mean by moderate success? Did you um, get lays? I did not get lays. I got maybe like three dates Uh, but no makeouts. Truthfully, I didn't know the model uh, well, so I can't slag him off. Although I feel like he was mainly just there to get laid himself. But um, came back. I'm from Washington D.C. by the way, which is an okay city. It's not as bad as everybody thinks it is. The beauty of it is that it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that it's a major metropolitan, cosmopolitan city. So. Uh, you know, like the girls I've banged have been from Romania, Japan, uh, Guatemala. Um, I mean, the last chick that I got a blowjob from was American, but it's, you're just as likely to meet somebody from another country as you are from DC. Um, the quality isn't anywhere near as good as say Riga or Prague, but, um, there's still, And, and people are kind of conservative, they're kind of serious, but there's still some good opportunities there. Um, so anyway, 
I did this this residential in Prague, came back, still still didn't do much. So I've always been one foot in, one foot out. Okay. And then eventually contacted you. How how did you find out about me, by the way? Um, it had to have been, yeah, it had to been through Tom's okay. podcast. Yeah. So you you contacted me. You you. Uh, I think we had a little WhatsApp call. Something like that. Yeah. We had a call. You uh, about how does it work? I told you that model Bluetooth mics, whatever. Or oh, you you bought me. You you brought me the Bluetooth mics from USA. When you came to Krakow, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bluetooth, right, yeah. Yeah, because you can't buy them legally in Europe, I think. Okay. Because they use a frequency that's for, it's illegal. Right, okay. <laughs> Bluetooth <laughs> microphones for coaching, yeah, which are great. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, we did like five days in Krakow. In Krakow, which was great. Um, women are extremely friendly, uh, in my opinion, and very cute. You know, it's, it's called Seven Heaven by a lot of guys. By the way, I'm really interested in this because I, I had my first uh, view about Krakow when I first went there to, yeah. to meet you. Mm -hmm. And then I went there to coach another guy, Mr. Wee, that we are meeting later today, who's mm -hmm. coming from, uh, to Riga from Belgium today. Yeah. And I really, the second time, changed my view of Krakow. Mm -hmm. So how do you like Krakow compared to Riga, the quality of girls? Um, I think the quality of girls is uh hotter here overall i just i think but my experience was that both places were very receptive very friendly and very good quality of girls i mean krakow is a university city so it's sort of funky in that you kind of almost have to time it with the academic calendar you know yes. you don't want to go there in the middle of summer because it'll be dead you don't want to go there over like Uh, Holy Week, you know, it's a Catholic country because everyone will be gone. A lot of people leave town on the weekends to go to their, their hometowns or whatever. You don't want to go there over Christmas. It'll be dead. Um, we, you and I got very lucky. We were there literally, you know, unintentionally. Yeah, we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we got extremely lucky. We were there at the very start of the academic Year first day, I, like we we went out for beers the the time I, the day I came to Krakow and that was yeah. the first day they had school and everyone was all drinking. Everyone's in a great mood. Everyone had just arrived. Uh, you know, obviously they don't have much work to do yet. Um, so chicks were in a great mood. And but I honestly I don't think I've ever seen so many women, such an abundance of women. Like you know, there's this shopping mall that's right it's sort of like the top of the Stare Miasto the old town and it's like right next to it it's can literally connected to the train station and it's just yeah. like flooded with women like oh, the mall was like the best thing it was like it was, you know fucking life man we have this old cliche saying in America shooting fish in a barrel yes it's just like you could do and it's a great place if you're beginning to just do a lot of sets you know You kept my stats that week, and I did over 200 sets. You, you did crazy amount of sets. Like yeah. Now, now when I coach guys, yeah, I, no one does that many sets anymore. But may, maybe I've changed approach. Maybe I've changed how I coach a little bit. So, right. what, what I'm wondering as, as a coach, because mm -hmm. uh, I always try to work on my not because being good at day game and coaching, those are two very very different things. Uh, so, and I know that you did some coaching before, uh, mm. so what, what was the difference between the coaching you did before and what we did in Krakow? Uh, well, I mean, you gave me very hyper-specific feedback, which was great, uh, like about smiling, like about my leaning in, about slowing down, about uh, honing in on a topic and just working on that topic. Uh, And, you know, really breaking the model down for London Day Game, which is, you know, same thing here. You know, really working this time, like telling stories, uh, you know, being working on texting now, being more teasing, um, more cocky, funny. Yeah. Yeah, because London Day Game model, when you first look at it, mm -hmm. it looks like this... Simple thing with those, like, how many steps are there? Like, open, Three, stack, four, yeah. uh, whatever, like, five steps. Until she hooks, yeah. Like, five steps of London Day Game. It seems like a simple idea. That's so it's simple. Right. When you really get down, mm -hmm. you know, like, deeper into it, it's... There's so much to cover. So, like, like when we did our session here in Riga a few days back, 
what I told you is like it's you have to be more of a dick in the beginning of a set. Right. And after the hook point, you kept being a dick. Yeah. And you you she had the whatever she was the thing she had like the point on her face the draw yeah. or it was like you ask you ask her hey what is that but you asked it in a nagging voice. Yeah. And her attitude is basically you should go more on the internet. So there was this I want to say she was like eighteen or nineteen year old yeah. girl had a really good probably like ten minute set with her and. I was really going back and forth between rapport and teasing, challenging. And I probably nagged her a little too hard. And then she got me really good. She teased me right back. Yeah. She burned me, which was actually kind of cool. It's, it's fun to flirt like that. And to, I once heard somebody describe flirting as the giving and the taking away of power. So it's like, I take away your power and then I give it back and then I take it away and I give it back. Yeah. Um, the idea why I why I liked the burn when you get burned like that mm-hmm. you you remember it forever like you know oh after the hook point I shouldn't be that much of a dick anymore yeah so so anyways uh, Krakow uh, we did five days there uh, you pulled some chicks to the place hadn't didn't have a lay I did not I, I, I again I jumped the gun too early in both cases um, I think I had like three dates. Um, and I, you know, truthfully, I've always been a little bit needy or maybe a lot needy with women. I've always been too touchy feely. I'm always sort of a little bit desperate with chicks. Uh, and I usually have these long periods of not getting laid so that when I do get a cute chick in my presence, I suddenly, uh, you know, go too fast, too quickly. Um, but yeah, there was one chick we had a same day. I met her and then a couple hours later we uh, we went to a bar and she tells me that she used to be a swinger but now she's in a serious relationship and you know at the second venue I'm just all over her I eventually am fingering her in the bar but she wouldn't let me fuck her and this just became like almost like a wrestling match where uh, I'm using just trying desperately through you know verbal persuasion and touching you know playing with her nipples in the bar you know under her shirt trying to get her turned on to let me fuck her anyway that was a road to nowhere yeah because you just pull 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 and and uh, it, it the frame is that you want it and she like she you want it more than she does mm-hmm. and yeah you, now you know that like you have to but that we will talk about more about it at the end of the podcast that's a that's a big topic it's just it's very hard for me to walk away when there's a hot piece of Yes. Flesh. That's why I sent you those texts yesterday. Like, fuck you, man. Slow down. Take yeah. it slowly. Here are the steps you use. Right. And then another girl in Krakow who is a young university student, I really fucked it up uh, in the sense that we did two venues, then back to the Airbnb, had her on the bed. We're making out. She goes to the bathroom. And I, I don't know if out of just drunkenness or horniness or both. I take off my pants so she comes back and I'm in my underwear on the bed and she gets freaked out and basically leaves a few minutes later. Yeah, I um, never understood that move. It was a stupid... No, no, yeah. I, like, I've heard guys promote the movements. I, I've never I've never seen it as a good good move. It wasn't like, intentional. I was just, you know, drunk, ready to fuck, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that was, you know, food on the plate that was ready to be eaten that I ended up uh, pushing away. Um, and then, yeah, back to the U S I had, uh, almost, a, I basically had like a, a next day, same day lay with a Japanese tourist. I, I think it wasn't the first day when you came back to U S or the following something like day. that. Yeah. A couple days later. Um, but then, you know, winter came and winter, no, tell the story about Asian chick. Oh, okay. So I meet this uh, Japanese tourist, very cute, uh, in my in my town in DC, and she's wandering around. And she and I stop her and I tease her, and she wants to get some beers. So we do that. We ride on bikes, which is a, a very fun romantic thing. My city has a lot of bikes that you can rent for just like you know a minute or a half hour or whatever. And uh, and it also helped that she had this friend who she was visiting, guy friend who was total desperate, nice guy chode, who's, you know, trying to be the white knight and protector who was basically wanting to know who she was with and where she was at all times. So I, you know, I was able to be the contrast to that. 
And we went to her hotel and got fucked up and went up to her room and I'm fingering her. I didn't have a condom on me. So she wasn't down to fuck. But then I came back the next morning, literally, uh, like 9 a.m. condom in hand. And and we had breakfast and then we fucked. Um, Side note. This is the second Asian chick I've slept with. First was Chinese. This was Japanese. Was she crazy? Um, a little bit, in a good way. But her, both of them, their vaginas were so tight. tight right? Yeah. It was like it was almost painful. It was almost like being with a virgin. Yeah. Um, which so I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like it was actually a bit of a problem, you okay. know. Um, so I, I was. It was cool, and I was very turned on by them, but also a little complicated. Very good things, though. Yeah, good everything. <laughs> okay, so you get you get the lay with the Asian chick, and uh, then winter the, then comes. The drop off comes. The winter comes. Winter comes, doing nothing, uh, and then you started this new day gamer program. Yeah, I, is, I I I thought about like I saw that guys. Coaching, I believe, I still believe that coaching, infield coaching is the best way even to start to learn day game. I, I, I didn't think that for a moment, mm-hmm. but now that I've tried different things, I still think it's the best way to start. But like to get an infield coaching, like it's a pricey thing. And sometimes if you begin, some, if, you, if you were from Latvia, for example, that's that's a pricey thing to do. And and so I, I decided that most guys, I, I realized that the biggest problem guys have is getting, doing their first sets because of the approach anxiety. And I, I realized how hard it is for guys to do their first sets, overcome the approach anxiety. And then not only overcome it for the first time, but get to doing 25 sets per week, a minimum. Mm-hmm. So I decided, fuck this, I'll do something for two months. Yeah. And actually how I did this was, uh, I think I was on a, it was a point where I day gamed very little. Okay. And so I got back to the to game. Yeah. And I had approach anxiety and everything. And I wrote that I wrote down everything that helped me get back to game. Okay. <laughs> and then I thought, well, why don't I try to give the same stuff that worked for me for other guys? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I started a few groups. I think you were in the first or the second group. You were in the second group I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what happened there with the new day game? So that was basically like a, a chat group like a I mean you had tasks for us to do every week uh and you know even though a lot of it was repetitive at first super basic shit super basic like you know go up to a shop girl and use her name when you yeah. when you yeah. say you yeah. know but it's very important if you can't even do one approach it's right. a very good thing to do uh so that was good just to get the wheels rolling again um with the goal of, you know, doing 25 approaches a week. And it was all, but for, for me, uh, the best part is the accountability. So there was, I don't know, like maybe like six guys in the group, only like two others of which, uh, in addition to me were active. I think, um, one was in Lithuania, one was here in Riga and it was cool just to every day be like, yo, I did five approaches. I did eight approaches. I did nine approaches, whatever it is. Um, you know, this happened. And then we were, even sharing some of our audio recording sets, uh, which I find very helpful, you know, and then since then, because of that, I, I find the accountability helpful. You created this free, uh, chat day game, 25 church. Yeah, boys. Church was 25 for guys who do 25 or more sets, uh, or, or are, or are trying to do 25 yeah. or more sets each week. And, you know, truthfully, you have, I think you have to do more than 25 a week. Obviously. Yeah. It's a, I mean, unless, you know, you're getting like instant dates every day or whatever, getting lays, but, um, it's just good to have the accountability and even, you know, see the struggles that guys are going with. And DC is honestly a very, I think the U S in general is a tough place, uh, especially the big cities, like girls here and in Poland are just way more friendly in Prague. They're way in the sense that they're giving you the time of day. They're willing to listen to your bullshit. They're willing to listen to you. You know, this, you know, I'll get in a minute to this girl, uh, that I had the lay with yesterday. Like I, I did a pretty crap, um, opener, you know, just, it was sort of like the end of a session. I'd already done 10 or 12 approaches or whatever. So I was getting a little tired, but 
she let me keep going, you know, which a, a lot of American chicks, you've got like a really quick window. And maybe that's why when I'm doing approaches here, I go really fast because sometimes in the States, you've got like a three, four or five second window to say something to get them to stop in their tracks. And they're in a rush and they just don't have, they have like a very serious attitude. They don't have time for bullshit, uh, for flirtation, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the day game 25, it helps. Um, and, it, and you know, we talk in, about our struggles and, uh, but it's still good to, to, you know, have other guys. I think it's almost vital to have guys that you check in with and on your number of approaches. Yeah. And then you said you're coming to Riga. Yeah. And interestingly, I came here on a high because maybe like a week before coming, I, uh, I was doing my, my normal day game session and I was in a cafe taking a waiting in line to go take a piss in between doing sets on the street. And there's a chick who pulls up behind me and in the line and I start saying, you know, this is where the cool kids hang out. And we just start, you know, and she was great, natural improviser. And, um, she's, you know, yeah, I love to hang out and waiting for the bathroom or whatever she said. I can't remember, but that started us off on, uh, I got her number there and it turns out I later saw her on the street with another guy with a, who was, she was dating at the time. So she didn't text me back right away. I guess she was still dating this guy, but she texts me back like three, four days later. Uh, long story short, we go out on a date. It happened to be my last day at the company I was working for, uh, but I still had the key to that office, which is very cool office, a lot of cool couches and rooms and booze and art and shit. We go to a bar. I say, let's go back to my office, hang out there. And we do. She had just gotten an IUD put in that day, so we couldn't have sex but she gave me an amazing blowjob. And after that, we're just chilling out, hanging out, having a great conversation. She's a, a reporter and drinking beers. And then my boss rolls in and he's kind of actually a shady dude. He rolled in with like two older chicks and another dude. I don't know if they were about to have like a, an orgy or whatever, but he was pretty pissed. Anyway, we had an awkward conversation, got the fuck out of there. And that was that. And I flew to Riga the very next day. So I come here on a high uh, meet up with the Roberts, a couple of the other guys. First day was kind of a blowout because we go to this beer fest where we got way, way too drunk. Yeah, so, it was Saturday and Sunday. I, I got out of bed at like 3 p.m. It was, it was such bad. A, such a sick hangover. It was bad. But nonetheless, it was fun. I mean, uh, and I, you know, had sort of an instant date in the beer fest with this Chinese chick. And I see you 15 minutes later walking hand in hand with her. her. That dude, that's too fast. Don't yeah. That. That's way too fast. Very boyfriend style, very needy. No, it's, it's, not, it's not about that, but like your thing was that, that what, what we spoke about is you were trying to get away too fast. Yeah. To, 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 like you were escalating too fast. And uh, you said that if, like, if you have to, a few beers, then it's really worse and it's harder for you to control. And you have to really try to control it, not to, not to escalate too fast. Yeah, so, and yeah. I was shit-faced probably, or close to at this point. I was, well, we, were, we had each, by that point, we each had like four beers. Probably. And I remember at one point I was drinking like some really strong Belgian beer. But, uh, you know, I, I got pretty drunk at that place. Um, some some dude Facebooked me the next day and he was like, Hey, we met yesterday and you told me to I told him to Facebook he was a filmmaker and I'm interested in filmmaking, but it was I didn't even I had no recollection. Uh <laughs> this other guy we were with sent me a video of me trying to do like a pull up or some, you know, weird hey, shit. Hey, did you do the, the I, hanging I, shit? I, I did the stupid How hanging. long did you do? How the Probably hold? like all of ten seconds, you know. <laughs> um it's like this weird physical challenge that they had at the beer fest. Um so yeah, so but nonetheless, I did you know six or seven approaches that first day straight off the airplane. Girls here are very very friendly, very receptive. They're willing to even if they have boyfriends, have husbands, they will give you the time of day, which is amazing. They uh, let me interject here. Yeah. But they are giving the time for you because your your basic game was very good already. Mm -hmm. You could run long sets mm -hmm. if you opened with a shit opener didn't do a stack, ask some stupid questions, they would walk off. Mm -hmm. 
you, you had solid game when you came here. You had some mistakes after the hook point and like what was storytelling, but they will not be friendly if you have shit game. But compared to let's say Krakow, yeah, they are much more friendly here. Krakow, they they like remember I told you like to trash them really hard to tease mm. them very heavy yeah. to get them to stay in a set. Yeah, you don't have to do that no. here. Here it's much easier to get the conversation going. Right. So yeah, um, slept off basically all of my first proper day in a state of hangover. Next day, went out for real, and my very first approach was this incident with this college university student where we went at like one in the afternoon to a bar and I pushed it too fast, uh, you know, tried to get her back, which was dumb. Then, you know, later telling you about it, you told me to slow it down, did some more sets that day, you know, getting a couple numbers for every, whatever, seven, eight approaches or something like that. The next day I have another instant date with this very cute, uh, Russian tourist who, uh, and that's where that was after the coaching session, right? I can't remember. Probably. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. But anyway, but you told me to slow it down, which I did, but this time too slow, too friendly, too nice guy. So we have like a three or four instant date and she was a very much a, you know, Instagram model princess type. Yeah. She was hot. She was very hot. Very hot. You know, tons of likes on all her dumb posts and shit like that. But we still had a, we actually had a really good time and she was any, but again, it was almost like a drug. She was so cute and so feminine that it's sort of hard for me to, you know, cut the date short when we're like being all close and lovey-dovey and stuff like that. But then, um, so next day I think is when we had our coaching session, did a whole bunch of, uh, approaches. Yeah. We worked, worked on, on some s- really like we, ba- I basically told, we worked on some very, very small things like, uh, storytelling. Yeah. We worked on the storytelling cause you were telling stories, but they weren't stories that open a girl up and that make a girl talk about herself and start investing so we you you started coming up with stories that made them open up and tell stuff about themselves mm-hmm. you wanted to do the next session next day i said fuck you do some on your own mm-hmm. Let, let's not do too much don't spend money yeah <laughs> like seriously you don't need to do that anymore uh and then yeah so then yesterday uh you and i were just walking around not coaching just walking around doing sets uh, it was a spectacular day. Uh, it was sunny. I, I saw a girl. We went to a park and she was like literally sunning herself, reading a book. And uh, I did. A, I had a great set making fun of her, of like being in sort of a Renaissance painting, like a, a Monet a boat party type painting and uh, being very regal and having the perfect life, not having to work. And, you know, making fun of people in Latvia. Everybody's hanging out. Nobody's working. Um, and uh, that went great. And, you know, so I got her number. Then I got another couple numbers of chicks in parks, you know, leaving work, what have you. And and then I've, I've probably done like 10 or 11, 12 sets by now. I'm getting tired, but I see an attractive blonde uh, walking through another park. Uh, near Freedom Tower, and I literally start following her, and she doesn't realize that she's cutting through the grass, leaving the pathway. I'm doing the same thing. She, you know, is doing like this weird zigzag route, and I just finally and she stops stalking her. I was stalking her big time. <laughs> uh, if anybody had seen me, it would have looked super creepy. But I, she stands still for a minute, and I finally catch up to her, and I stop her, and I did this weak, weak opener about her looking Swedish. Cause she was tall and blonde, you know, it was just total garbage, but, uh, she gave me the time of day and she had just come back from almost a year living in the UK. So she was thrilled to talk to, uh, a native English speaker. And, um, right from the first, she liked how happy I was. And, you know, basically from then on, we talked about like what a great connection we had, that we were both positive people. Um, you know, we, we talked uh, about a lot of things on sort of like a spiritual, quasi-emotional uh, level, right? And the biggest thing was I didn't try to push it. I mean, there was a lot of touchy-feely stuff, but I didn't try to hold her hand. I didn't try and kiss her, even though the vibe was there. Um, I said, let's go grab a, a drink. It was now at this point like five or something like this, but I wanted to 
it was perfect. My phone was dying. So I said, let's, we were close enough to the old time. I said, let's go back to my Airbnb real quick so I can grab my charger. So that was great because then it builds comfort, you know, getting her up to my place. She sees it. She sees that it's nice that, you know, I'm a decent, normal guy. It's still nice. (laughs) It's still good. Yeah. It probably is a little too nice. Probably needs a little. Like look at this place. Yeah. (laughs) It's much, much simpler. It needs some scariness to it. But, um, so we grabbed the charger. We're actually hanging out there. It was in probably if this had been like three, four days ago, I probably would have made a move on her. I, in fact, I almost know I would have, you know, kind of like I did back in Krakow. I would have, you know, even though I'd only known her for like 20, 30 minutes, I would have tried to kiss her right in the flat, but I didn't. We got the charger. We go out for, she takes me to a, a place where she knows that I can definitely charge it and has a nice view. Yeah, it's a risky thing. It was Russian girl. It's a risky thing. So yeah. So this is the thing. She's from Latvia, but as I'm learning here, the Russians are very people that are of Russian descent. Russian parents are very proud of being Russian, and this is like a good and a bad thing. Like they're really feminine, very sexy. This girl is a she's a woman, 35, but she's a fitness bikini model competitor. Yeah. She does these comp. She stays in incredible shape. Has an amazing ass, amazing body. And uh, goes to these fucking competitions where they just walk around in bikinis to see who has the best body. Um, and, you know, she's very healthy, blah, blah, blah. When we went for a drink, she just had orange juice. But, um, you know, we're sitting right next to each other at this uh, cafe that's at the top of a shopping mall. So I could charge my phone. And um, it's very touchy, touchy-feely, you know, very... Uh, affectionate and she's you know we're basically talking about having a deep connection and how amazing it is we just met two strangers and so we had this you know secret society bubble like yes you know like we were in our own little movie um i after being there for whatever half hour or more i say let's go back to mine you know we can charge my phone there now and i've got some really nice wine which i had actually pointed out which was actually shit wine, but she thought it was great. Um, back at mine, uh, we go back and then it was from there. It was a little while before we had sex, but that was the good thing. That was like, I knew that she was in the lion's den, you know, in the wolf's lair. Like at this, I knew it was going to happen, but it was just a matter of time, like back and forth. So we're, we would make out, I would fall off. We would, you know, she would say like, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to have sex. She said that? Yeah. She would later say, maybe we're going to have sex. Um, You know, she would tell me that she was going to, she was getting hot. Like we had to go back to talking. We couldn't keep making out. It was too much for her, but that it was amazing that she she had, we had just met. And um, that's how it was, you know, for probably like at least another hour, maybe two hours. Uh, of making out then you know i get her top and her pants off and she's in this amazing matching black uh you know lace bra and thong and you know i'm just there like touching her ass and we can't keep our hands off of each other and you know it's a small airbnb there's like no place to be other than like the bed or the couch which are both great to fuck so we're just on the couch you know quote talking but we're really just like at the edge of being about to fuck and uh, she started getting so wet, she went to the bathroom, took off her bra and panties and just covered herself with a towel because that's, you know, how intense it was for her. You know, and the day game gods blessed me. I was the, she had just gotten over out of a breakup. Uh, she had just left the UK. Uh, she had just moved back to her little town two hours outside of Riga. And, um, you know, she was, I literally stopped her. She was going to the bus station to leave Riga to go back to her little town. And she kept saying that I was on the way to the bus station. I can't believe this is happening. Uh, so, you know, I remember you once said telling a metaphor about how you, you went fishing and you caught on your first time or one of your first times and made like a huge salmon or something like that. So, you know, it was kind of like a metaphor was a real story. No, I know. But (laughs) as a metaphor for game of like doing it, you know, like being in the right place at the right time, there's just going to be times where also obviously having good game and knowing some things and knowing not to escalate too soon. You know, in some ways it was kind of like the 16 year old story, uh, just doing it. I got the result, you know, obviously truthfully, like this has been an amazing week and I, I have like two, three more days to, to go out 
and I'm you know gonna go hard for some. I got a couple other good leads. If nothing hap- else happens, I'm still super happy. I'm a little nervous about going back to Washington because it's much much harder. Uh, the quality isn't as good. The girls aren't as friendly. But I'm still determined to to keep with this, and I still think this is the best option. Uh, I wanna I wanna give my input on the data oh. and real real quick. Yeah, we fucked af- eventually for like three hours. It was crazy. Um, I took her to the bus station at like 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, so it was marathon sex. You know, she's sending me pics of her in bra and panties now all the time. It was pretty nuts. Uh, so because uh, I, I, you went, we were at the main square where, where guys in Riga do day game. You went to to use the bathroom at McDonald's. And I, I nine eight five four hashtag is the code for the toilet on the second floor. <laughs> you don't ever have to buy anything. Now you know. Um, so, and uh, I I did it. I did a very hot two set uh, while you were there. Then then I texted you, hey, where are you at? And you said you were on a date. So I just said good luck. And I texted you like a few hours later, how's it going? And you said that you're uh, making out at your place, but she's still hesitant to fuck. So you're rolling off and then back on and so on. And I I sent you, like, knowing that you could Mm over-escalate, I sent you four levels of token last-minute resistance tactics. Mm -hmm. I was like, level one, you just say, it's okay. You roll off. Then if it keeps happening, you just chill, watch a movie, do something like that. Uh, Level three is... Uh, uh, freeze her out, like start mm-hmm. freezing her out. And level four was start texting other people, like to really piss her off. And I really told you to do chill. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. Think with your head instead of your dick. Because <laughs> I, I know that like you had to really like cool off and really think with your use your brain to, to not to, to, to do the right moves. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think it was being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of work on your game, both on the streets and on texting, because we looked at, on, on some texts. and Both in the streets and in the sheets. Yes. <laughs> Copyright, Frank. <laughs> Copyright ludicrous. Oh, uh, yeah? Probably better. Uh, and because uh, we, we worked on some texting and I, I explained to you several times what to do on dates, how to do like on-off, push-pull, etc. Then you had the plus one. So what's what's the plan for... What's the plan for your um, future? I mean, pussy hunting adventures. Can I keep pussy hunting here um, and keep pussy hunting back home in DC? Uh, honestly, I'm very, very intrigued and turned on now by Russia. And hey, where are we? Ga- where are we day gaming in October? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, on, my friend. I don't do know. That, do that. Let's do it. He Roberts is going to Belgrade for a month. So that's that's a possibility, but I'm I'm very intrigued by Russia and Ukraine. Yes, excuse me. Um, and uh, and we'll see. You know, um, you know. I also saw a stylist when I was here, so I'm trying to step up my fashion game. Uh, I think, like back in DC, I'm always going for like the college girls, but I think I'm gonna try and go for some of the older ones, like mid twenties, late twenties. Uh, you know, professional girls. And see if I can't approach them with more of like a sort of like a hip GQ kind of guy approach. Yeah, yeah of course, because that's one of the things I told you. Uh, lower your standards a little bit just to get a reference experience, mm-hmm. uh, just to get a feeling of abundance. Uh, but well, the girl, the girl you banged yesterday, I saw the pictures. She is fucking hot. Mm-hmm. I would have opened her if I saw her in the street. Mm-hmm. I would have bragged to other guys if I banged her. Um, any last words to, to the guys listening? Um, last words. <laughs> I, I would definitely recommend coming to Riga. Uh, if you're, if you're abroad, I think this is a great place, you know, try and come here when the weather's nice. Uh, for some reason, the, I mean, we had some bad luck. My first few days here, the weather was shit. It's kind of gray now, but you can definitely do a lot of approaches here and you can work on your game here. Um, you know, and just really think about your, the things that you're, you're saying. I mean, I, I, that's way too generic, but like the, like we're in these two group chats. One is the day game 25, the one is the day game church. 
And a lot of guys are shocked that they're not getting results. And it's like, if you look at, so you almost just think about like if a street salesman were to come up to you or a dude were to come up to you, you know, you're a stranger, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta be flirtatious and you have to really draw somebody's personality out and you have to light them up and you have to go in with good energy. Uh, and sometimes it's big energy and sometimes you have to acknowledge, you know, this is fucking weird what I'm doing, but I thought you were cute. So I wanted to come up and say hi. And I don't get any bad reactions back home and I don't, and I haven't gotten any bad reactions here. Um, even when they have boyfriends, even as you know, hard as DC is, girls are thankful that I come up to them and give them the compliment, um, even if it's a blowout or even if they're in a rush or whatever. So, you know, this is a tough, tough sport, you know, just like learning and, it, you know, you do BJJ, I do tennis, like this is not fucking easy, but there are some high highs like I had yesterday. There's also some low lows, but, um, that's where accountability is huge. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably in one of these two chat groups or both. And, uh, you gotta have guy, but the, one of the things that we've talked about is that there's probably like 70 dudes in day game church, but how many, you know, we haven't really seen any day gamers in Riga no. in the week that I've been here, which is crazy, man. There this, are a few guys. This, this, yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, we've seen a couple. But this place is a sea of pussy. This place is like a sea of cute girls. And, you know, like for me, the hard work day game is so fucking hard that when I go on a date, even if I just a date, even if I don't get laid, it still feels like I've hit like a small lottery or I've got a prize. You know, being in the company of like a really sexy feminine woman is fantastic. Even having like a good 10 minute set on the street, flirtatious set feels like a little victory. Um, yeah, it's frustrating when it doesn't go well or the number flakes or she disappears or whatever, but everybody needs to be day gaming more. Yeah. Anyways, man, thank you a lot for doing this. Cause I really wanted to tell all guys your story. I think it's very inspirational. It shows how, if you keep going, if you get the right material, if you really are ready to put yourself out there, do the work. You can get really amazing results from day game. Uh, as always, guys, if you have any questions, uh, ask them in a group chat because Frank is in a chat. You can ask him the questions directly to him. And thank you for listening. Bye. Ciao.